everyone, and welcome to the Byline Breakdown, where we dive into the stories behind the headlines. I'm Mike Moliterno, your host, and today our focus is on the aftermath of Ohio's passage of Issue 2, a pivotal legislation that takes effect today and legalizes the recreational use of marijuana. This new law marks a significant shift in the Buckeye State, bringing with it a host of questions and challenges for employers. To help us sift through the nuances of the law, we are joined by managing editor of the Business Journal, Dan O'Brien, who will share with us what he's learned while writing a recent story on the recreational use of marijuana and its implications for employers in Ohio. Dan, thank you for being here. Thank you, Mike. Glad to be here. So to start off, could you just outline what Issue 2 entails and its significance for Ohio? Sure. Issue 2 is an initiated statute that is a ballot issue that was voted on in the last election that would allow the recreational use of marijuana for adults, adults 21 years and older. Um, And what this does is now Ohio is among 24 states plus Washington, D.C. that have now approved the legalization of marijuana, essentially. Right. Um, so what uh, we, we begin to see here is a real sea change in, 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 in how states are looking at this substance and the penalties that have been exacted in the past now have uh, a lot of legislatures and a lot of states have, have come to the realization that uh, it's probably better off to make money off of right. uh, off marijuana rather than it is to cost the state by locking people up for possession and and and, and those sort of issues that had uh, been so pervasive in the past. So now what we we see here is, but it's it's still federal. It's still a federal. It's um, still it's a federal. Still, you know, illegal on the federal level. It's still against uh, the law f- from a federal perspective. Right. Yes. So that means this is a, when, it, when, it, when it applies to the states that, for example, I can't buy cannabis in Michigan and transport it over state lines into Ohio, even if both have recreational, <laughs> even if both have <laughs> recreational marijuana laws right. uh, on, on the books. So uh, it's a violation of interstate commerce laws, of course. And, uh, and uh, so f- federal law still exists that, that still treats it as a banned substance. And uh, state laws, however, have come out in just about every state in the union has some sort of marijuana law on the books, whether it's medical marijuana or whether it's recreational marijuana. I think like Kansas, Nebraska, and Idaho are the only yeah, ones Kansas, that Nebraska, and still Idaho completely are illegal. still completely yeah. uh, uh, marijuana-free when it comes to the, uh, the, the, the cultivation or, or medical use of marijuana. Right. But we've had medical marijuana since 2016 mm-hmm. in Ohio. So in effect, since 2016, if you were an adult, you could go to a CBD store or you could get your marijuana card and you could essentially go buy marijuana. It's, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we already dipped our toe into this pool, so to speak, for about, you know, for the better part of a decade. So how is this going to be any different? Well, there's going to be more supply, obviously, and and probably more demand. Uh, When you see this, you don't have to go through the protocol any longer of getting a prescription Mm -hmm. of obtaining 
marijuana. And it's interesting you brought that out that you go to a CBD store and so forth. CBD stores today sell something called Delta 8. Right, that's what it is. Delta 8 is, you can just walk up to the counter and buy this without a prescription, without any sort of recommendation from your physician or or your doctor. Well, I I was saying to my wife years ago, we were at, I think we were at Giant Eagle, and you know, at one of the end of the aisles, there was, they were selling Delta 8 CBD, and I was just, I, and that has my THC said, oh, well, so That's the active ingredient in, yeah. in cannabis. So. If you can get it at Giant Eagle, I said, <laughs> legal full legalization is is, is right around the corner. But, sure, yeah. I mean, and and uh, the rationale behind it is tax money and tax revenue for the state of Ohio. And we'll get into that later. Um, but first, could we talk a little bit about? So it it takes effect today, but there may be some misconceptions about what that means for employees and employers. So could you talk a little bit about how it's different from some of the legalization that has rolled out in other states? Sure. The way the Ohio law is written is that employers still have a wide range of options, meaning that when it comes to workplace policies, for example, if they have a zero tolerance policy toward drugs or alcohol, uh, they can retain that policy. Just because that Ohio's passed a recreational marijuana law does not prohibit an employer from firing you if they suspect that you've been using marijuana on the job, or if they test for marijuana that you had been using, and it's still in your system, uh, they can still take, they can, they could still fire you. They could still reprimand you. They could. So basically it's legal, but I am still as an employer allowed to say, I want to have a drug free workplace. Sure. I can still test my employees. And if you test for marijuana, even if you smoked it, you know, while you were in Las Vegas at a party or, or something like that, if you come back, and I test you, and you test positive for marijuana, I can fire you. Yes. Right. If that's the policy, that policy doesn't have to change. Right. So it's just like alcohol. If you come to work drunk, okay, there's a good chance that your employer is going to say, either if this happens again, you're out, or we're going to fire you on the spot, depending on what uh, the employee handbook says. Right. But I I guess that brings up an, an interesting point, because obviously you can come in drunk, and everyone will know you're drunk and you can send that person to a, a drug or alcohol uh, screen and you can find out they are drunk. They have alcohol in their system. Whereas you can come into work not high or not under the influence of marijuana. Maybe you smoked marijuana 15 days ago, but you'll still test positive. So I guess some of it right. in other states, it is, uh, I guess, workers are protected if they use marijuana outside the workplace. Yes. And, and but I always thought, well, how do you know if you test them for marijuana, how do you know if they smoked it at four o'clock while they were working or at six o'clock when they weren't? That's the difficult question right. here for uh, Ohio employers and whether or not uh, they want to actually test for marijuana any longer as well. That's another right. option too. But uh, case in point to other states that have awarded um, employee protections such as California, New York, and I believe Minnesota have some provisions in the law that protect employees from being fired or not being hired as a result of using marijuana. 
Um, not so in Ohio. It, it, it's like I said, it's a, it's, it offers employers protections rather than employees in this sense. But the question is whether or not employers are going to actually test for the substance any longer. As you mentioned, in 2016, there, uh, we, the, the state passed a medical marijuana law that allowed it for medicinal purposes. So if you're using this for medicinal purposes, uh, the question is, is it right for an employer to terminate you because you are using a prescribed drug, essentially? Mm-hmm. Under that law, they, they still can. However, what employers have begun to see is that a lot of them are rethinking the whole policy of testing for marijuana altogether. And that's because, not really because of the medical marijuana issue, but rather the labor force issue. Right. I mean, the labor force is so thin right now and so anemic that if they were to filter out everyone who had tested positive for marijuana (laughs) over the last uh, two years or so. Uh, You're looking at somebody who's very experienced and very talented in terms of the job they may do. Uh, That would be detrimental to their ability to hire a strong workforce. So many employers are rethinking that entire policy, whether or not to test for marijuana and singling that out as a, as a drug that, well, maybe we're not going to use this as a means and a barometer for hiring somebody or for terminating somebody, especially if they've proven that they can do the job and do the job very, very well. They're not going to risk losing that employee to somebody else who may not test for the substance. Now, are they going to still test for other harder substance? Absolutely. If they suspect that you're high at work, however, and it does come up and, it's in, and, and you are impaired, uh, that can uh, affect uh, uh, your employment status as well. Now, I would imagine that's easier said and done for certain industries than right. others. Um, perhaps if you're in retail, yeah, you can uh, maybe forego testing for marijuana if you're hiring sales executives or something like that. If you are running a manufacturing operation, you may want to test for marijuana to make sure that your crane operator <laughs> is uh, is of sound mind while he's moving, you know, Sure. Of steel some entry-level manufacturers, however, have adapted their policy to exclude marijuana testing. Uh, manufacturing, as you know, is is being really hurt by the, uh, the the weak labor market right now. So a lot of employers, like I said, are, are saying, well, is it worth it? Uh, insurance rates are going to go up, but they believe that, hey, we'll, we'll take a hit on the insurance because we can probably end up being more productive with this employee uh, than than not. So It's fascinating stuff. We're going to continue our discussion on the other side of this break where we will delve deeper into how Issue 2 is being rolled out across Ohio and its impact on the existing marijuana industry. Attention all business enthusiasts in Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. The Business Journal has been your trusted partner since 1984 giving insights, updates, and fostering growth in your region. From Mahoning to Mercer, from Columbiana to Lawrence, we've got you covered. For just $10 a month or $99 a year, unlock our digital troves, or get both print and digital for only $99 a year. Make the smart business choice. Subscribe now. 
Now, Dan, the law takes effect today. It is is sort of being rolled out, however. It's sort of a work in progress. So could you tell us a little bit about uh, what provisions are being rolled out? Just because the law takes effect today doesn't mean somebody could walk it's into a, a dispensary yeah. and say, I want my marijuana. <laughs> right. Uh, this is going to take some time. And uh, from today in nine months from now is essentially the window where they want to see everything completed, probably done, be done before that. Uh, so we basically have a nine-month window is what they've charged to complete the law and have all the infrastructure in place and licenses awarded and see where all of this goes. So it's so going that you to, could so that the public could go into a dispensary and right. purchase. Okay, correct. So it's it's a work in progress. But what does come into effect today is the home grow law. Uh, as of December the seventh, uh, households are allowed households with uh, two or more adults are allowed to grow. 12, Twelve plants, plants. Yeah. for home consumption. Six for an individual. Six for a single person. Right. Right. But uh, 12 for a household with more than one adult. So uh, now this can't be sold. It has to be used internally, I mean, right. within the household. Right. And it's one provision that takes effect today. Now, those communities who had perhaps acted before the law took effect. It does allow for certain communities to prohibit home growing and prohibit dispensaries or cultivators coming into their particular communities. Uh, so, uh, for example, in Johnston Township, just the other day, they voted to exclude uh, a, a cultivators and dispensaries and, and, and I believe home growing was part of that as well, uh, but not consumption. Uh, so you can go purchase marijuana as an adult anywhere, as long as it's in Ohio, and transport it back to your home or what have you. Uh, but in this case, a community acted and said, we don't want it in, in the area. Uh, and other communities have done that too, even with the medical marijuana issue. Others have embraced it. And uh, so we're seeing a, a, a new phase in this particular industry locally where now those who had been at least selling medical marijuana uh, will now be able to market recreational marijuana to the public. And I believe one of the other provisions is um, you're legally allowed to possess up to two and a half ounces yes, now. Yes, that, right. that's another Yes. So what I guess we already have sort of a marijuana industry in the state that's been here since 2016. I guess how is this going to impact the dispensaries, the the cultivators? How is this going to impact the industry that's already here? Well, proponents of the law say is it high times, so to speak. <laughs> well, proponents of the law argue that with adult use, it's going to boost marijuana sales and revenue probably by $1 billion to $1.5 billion a year. Okay, In Ohio. In Ohio alone. Right. Right. 
that will generate millions and millions of dollars of revenue for the state. Uh, so proponents of the law are saying that, listen, this is going to be regulated, this is going to be safe, this is going to be uh, a, a product that, that you could sell that, that you know is not going to be laced with any sort of foreign substance such as fentanyl or anything like that that you might buy off the street or the black market, for example. So um, how this is going to work and what impact it's going to have on cultivators is that, sure, cultivators are going to probably get more demand. That means they're going to have to expand their operations, mm -hmm. such as Riviera Creek and Youngstown. They're in the middle of an expansion already with their medical marijuana products, but now as a result of uh, the, uh, the passage of issue two, it's more likely that they're going to expand because demand's probably going to grow. On the other hand, dispensaries are a little bit put off by the way the law is written. And that's because under the way the law is currently crafted, that it's, um, it's that cultivators and processors will be awarded three dispensary licenses. Meaning, for example, Riviera Creek could open up three dispensaries somewhere in, in Ohio, okay? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, and that's for recreational marijuana. Right. Okay. And I, I assume they could sell medical marijuana out of there as well, but it's not going to make a difference right. after that. So Riviera Creek, for example, can get up to three dispensary, dispensary licenses. Those existing dispensaries that are now selling medical marijuana are only awarded one recreational license, meaning their store is their store. Right. Now they have the ability to sell their recreational product, a recreational product, but they can't expand under the law. So it does dispensaries a disservice as it stands right now. So it it's allows almost... them to sell more, but more out of a single location, if you get what I mean. Right. They can, but they're almost now in competition with their supplier. Correct. Sort of. So oh, yes. if I'm Riviera yeah, that, that's, Creek, that's, I'm supplying sure. one of these dispensaries. I can open up a dispensary right down the road. Well, no. You no? Can, no, no, not quite. Oh, okay. I mean, you, ah, why, of you, course, you there can't, would be, like, yeah. you know, this isn't... Uh, that's true. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. This isn't Rite Aid versus CVS Never across mind. the street, or <laughs> Starbucks and and another Starbucks. I'm ready for the cutthroat <laughs> marijuana <laughs> industry. To no, <laughs> it's not going to be like that. Uh, there are going to be regulations as to how many dispensaries will be allotted through Ohio. For example, I think it uh, the law now goes to 300 some throughout the entire state. So there's not going to be a dispensary on every single corner. Uh, now, the, now the, the Ohio legislature wants to adjust that and bring that down a little bit. So uh, the, the issue now um, is what this law is going to look like six months from now. Uh, that, that is the next phase in this whole process. And that's going to be ongoing until this whole thing shakes out. Uh, for example, just this week, uh, House Bill 86 was introduced, and that proposes some changes into the law, such as a raising the tax on recreational marijuana. It's at 10% now. They want to raise it to 15% and tack on pay possibly another 15% tax as well. 
So that would boost revenue, obviously, for Ohioans. Now, those who say that this is detrimental to the industry um, contend that all you're doing is raising the price, making it easier than for black marketers and those who are selling the same product that we're trying to stop uh, at, at a much lower level and much lower price. Thereby, mm-hmm. you're, you're sort of countermandering the whole purpose of this legislation in their eyes. And you're making other states such as Michigan more competitive where the tax is lower and therefore the product is cheaper. Uh, now, you're not supposed to bring that in over state lines, obviously, uh, but uh, those folks who want to go to Michigan and use it will do that. Uh, that's the whole uh, um, opposition to that. So that's one issue that uh, Republicans in, in the House are looking to change with this law. Another issue is they're going to want to reduce the level of THC that is available. That is the active ingredient in cannabis that gets you high, obviously. And what they want to do is reduce that from about 90% to 50%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, that uh, as well as another uh, big, big issue as well. And uh, another change that they want to put in place is to, to ban homegrown use. Uh, so those are the three major changes that uh, this bill seeks to enact and amend this particular law as it moves forward. Right. Obviously, there's lots of changes. This thing is changing by the day. Bottom line, there's going to be a lot of developments related to this story. So keep checking at businessjournaldaily.com for all of the latest on, on uh, how this is rolling out and, and uh, all the latest developments. So, um, Dan, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, we hope you found today's episode very enlightening. Don't forget to subscribe for more in-depth discussions with the Byline Breakdown. I'm Mike Moliterno. You wouldn't drive a car without a map, so why navigate the business world of Northeastern Ohio and Western Pennsylvania without the Business Journal? Trusted since 1984, we're the compass pointing you to growth and prosperity. Digital, print, why not both? We've got subscription options tailored for every business-savvy individual. Light up your path to success. Subscribe to the Business Journal today.